This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. And we're back. You're listening to Golden Spaces. It's Nat and Justin. And we've been talking about our doves <laughs> painfully. <laughs> My heart is hurting. I don't know how Justin's feeling. How are you feeling, Justin? Uh, annoyed, disappointed. Um, you know, after after so many losses, you kind of just like roll with the punches. Like, all right, maybe this is just like what it is for now. <laughs> and until something changes, don't get too high, too low about it. Are but, you prepared yeah. to write off this season, or do you think they can still turn it around? Having gone through twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I think it's like all right. If it if you do have to write off the season, you've been through it before, so it's like all right, whatever. Um, you not be writing off a season. Well, when I'm saying write it off, I don't mean like us, but I mean like if we have to get to a point where we're writing off a season when they just won a championship the year before and right. the whole main core is healthy and Steph is playing like this, that would have to be like really written about and discussed because that is an all-time failure from top sure. to bottom like i i would have i've never would have never seen anything like this in sports history yeah yeah terrible terrible um it, it it takes catastrophic failure on multiple levels for something like that to happen and that's what we're seeing right now <laughs> um obviously there's a few guys in our core six that just haven't been playing well bench hasn't been playing well and I can't say the coaches have been like doing the best that they can do either, you know? So. Well, let's start yeah. with coaching. Do, do you think that they should have gotten another, a replacement for Brown? I mean, he focused a lot on their defense, but like, isn't Ron Adams still in the org? So like, that's why, I mean, I was just like, Oh, Vogel's available. Go get him. That didn't seem to be something that they were interested in because I don't think we heard any talks about them replacing Brown. But I wasn't, like, still overly concerned about the defense because I'm like, well, Ron, as long as Ron Adams is still, like, in there, you know, um, mm-hmm. they'll have good defense. But, you know, because people think, like, the fall off in the defense is because Mike Brown left. But I'm just like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I'm not sure how active Ron is with the defense at this point. Um, 
I know they had – I mean, they obviously had Mike, like, spearheading the defense, but Mike is so, like, energetic and, like, intense and passionate about it, and he's off the bench talking to them, telling them where they need to be. I want to say they got Kenny doing the defense this year, and Jama might be offense, or, like, Jama is just, like, one of the lead assistants and Kenny, whatever. Um, but I think that does make a difference, you know, like, just having an extra – person on the bench that's always yelling you where to be and all that type of stuff. And then obviously personnel goes a long way. Last year's team was much more equipped to be the type of defensive team that they were than this year's team. Um, yeah, I think, I think it matters. You would, you would like for it to not matter as much as it has considering that they're bringing so many people um, back that, you know, especially Draymond and Looney and, and, and Wiggins who have been great defensively, but you, you would think everybody would just take, their lead, you know, follow their lead and, you know, still carry it on, but it just hasn't been the case. Um, and I do think if Mike was still there, it would be probably a little bit different. Um, you know, you could just, just by his personality. Okay. So what do they need to do to turn this around? They have an empty roster spot. Is there anyone that they can just get with that? Like, before we even talk trade, can they use mm-hmm. that roster spot and get anyone who will come in and help them right away? Uh, I'm not sure right now. I think they'll probably just wait on it. Um, and I think they, they probably should wait on it, too, just because you never know who's going to get bought out, all that, all that jazz. So first things first, the main guy's got to play better. Like, that's just the easiest fix that they have right there. Clay and Jordan play better on both ends, and it makes a noticeable, drastic difference to the outcomes of the games. Right? What would their record Secondly, be if you were getting like the normal, just uh, like because, and you don't even need both of them to be like hot on like the same night. You right. just need like consistency that like one or both of them, one at least one of the two is going to, like, perform well. And the other one will be, like, um, average at, at a minimum. Um, I mean, if the, if we're talking about just offense, then I don't know how many more wins it adds. But as far as defensively, you can probably change the outcome of three games. You know what I mean? Like, but there's a Detroit, I want between the offense and defense, right? Like, when their offense is flowing and it's going, then it helps their defense, right? You... I think usually, or at least for historically with the Warriors, I feel like it's been the other way around, right? Where, like, the defense kind of leads to transition opportunities and they can really start playing fast and call the turnovers and stuff like that. And then once the offense, like, everybody's, like, happy and, and scoring and stuff like that, it, it fuels the defense even more. But it, it usually starts with defense. And the defense has been essentially so bad or at least inconsistent to start the year that they, they just haven't been able to get a good rhythm. But, you know, it just seems like every other game, one or th- one or both of them is just off, right? Detroit, Jordan played well, right? If I remember, he, he scored like 20-something points in, in one of the quarters. Uh, Orlando, Clay hit like seven threes, right? But they, they never are shooting well at the same time. And then you get nice like tonight with neither one of them. By one point, Orlando. <laughs> yeah, like they lost to, lost to Charlotte, Detroit. And Orlando, like that's just ridiculous. Charlotte with no 
LaMelo and, too. Like. And some of those games, in fairness, like the the bench, and like I get it, it's a game of runs, so maybe those leads wouldn't have sustained anyway. But in a lot of those games, they had to come back and try to win the games, and that's when we were like forcing the Wiseman stuff a lot. So right. I don't know like how things would have looked if they didn't go through that exercise in the beginning, you know, for mm-hmm. a number of those games. But I think particularly for Clay is really who I'm thinking of because Poole has never really been a great defender, but he needs to become like a neutral defender. But um, with Clay, I think he needs to start seeing some of those shots go in for him to kind of like get his mind right for the other parts of the game, which is why I'm saying right. like, it it should be like, okay, we're amped off defense. So let's, but I feel like until he starts seeing that shot go in and he's hitting them, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be able to right now lock into the other elements of what he needs to do. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I agree. I agree on that. You can see it in his body language. You can see in his demeanor. Um the fire for his defense is not the same as it used to be. And I think it's because of the offense not being there. Right. Um, There would be some nights, even in his prime where he didn't shoot the ball well, but he would always take pride in his defense and being able to shut somebody down. I think he knows he's not quite that level of defender. So a night like tonight where he's not getting, he's not hitting shots and Devin Booker's essentially cooking him the whole game it compounds. So now he's even worse on offense and he's pressing and he takes the two shots that he took in the second half that essentially made everybody go pull Don't their hair out. Like, it. what are Don't you doing? <laughs> Those were two possessions like we could have really gotten back in the fucking game. Yeah, and he was just like, I'm, I'm taking it all myself right now. And Wiggins was wide open for one of them. It was just, the yeah, was I think awful. it's just a mental thing. It's just a mental thing with Clay. He just got to get over this hurdle. And I think the only way he does it is if he doesn't actively try to get over the hurdle. Like, just let it come to you naturally. Um, I saw someone say, like, Steph and Dre should have a talk with them, right? They probably should. I don't know if they already have or not, but essentially they should just be like, bro, chill. We saw Draymond visibly get frustrated with them in the game and one possession just didn't even get back on defense because he was looking at Clay like, bro, why did you just shoot that? Um. So I think yeah, it's gonna take something. It yeah. like Dre, Clay, um, Dre. Wait, Dre, Clay, Steph, and Andre. Andre can get in there because he. But like, they need to have a little powwow <laughs> because, like, you know, they like obviously minus Dre. Everyone else can probably talk to Jordan, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, like the only people who ever able to talk to Clay are those guys. Right. Yeah, and they got to let him know. Yeah, I think they would. And, I mean, I think he knows. He's just... Then stop doing the shit! Like, what the hell? 
Like, I, and the yeah. thing is, we did it last season. It, and, you know, and then when people, when fans come on and defend him, it's like, like, and I see people tweet, tweeting, keep shooting. No, like there is a point that you're really actively hurting the fucking team. Right, right. The bad ones, for sure. The good shots, you can't pass out the good shots just because that's when, you know, it really gets bad and you you affect the team because the other team knows that you're not going to take the shot, right? So take the open good ones in rhythm, eliminate the faders, the contested, heavily contested ones, all of that. Just take that shit out. You don't need it, right? Um, and I think he'll be fine if he does that. And then just focus on essentially focus on defense first. Let the offense come to you. Focus on defense first, and that's how he can get out of his his little funk right now. Uh, yeah. So we said the main guys need to play better, and we're we're largely talking about Clay and Poole. So yeah, what is the answer for Poole? We need to get Mark Edwards on this show and be like, what is going on with, with Jordan? Poole? Yeah, we, we really need to figure out what's going <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> but he just needs to play his game, play the game that made him get that contract, right? Um, Stop second-guessing yourself. And there was stuff that he was doing – his second season and the certain parts of last year as well, before he really figured out like, all right, guys probably can't stay in front of me. If I give him one good move, you know, if that move doesn't work, I get off the ball and I can blend my off ball stuff into that too. Like Steph does, right. Steph tries to move. If it doesn't work, he passes it. And then he just runs around and gets it back. Like Jordan is essentially a lot of his play style is like Steph. So just use that, that type of, you know, dynamic to your game, to your advantage. Like, other than that, his defense has been improved over the last few games. So I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him that. He hasn't just been a, a super cone like he was at the beginning of the season. He's still a cone, but not that bad. Um, so I give him, I give him credit for his improved effort on defense. But on offense, you, you got to understand this team is a different team when you are aggressive, as we saw against the Spurs. It's a whole different dynamic when another team has to deal with two Steph Curry's essentially, right? He's not Steph, but like we know, we know what we mean when we say that. Um, high volume three point shooter that can also kill you on and off the ball, score from all three levels, and he doesn't miss free throws. That's incredibly difficult to deal with. But when you're stifling yourself by not shooting the ball and doing all these hezzies and all that type of stuff that doesn't even create separation and it gets everybody else to just look at you and be out of rhythm, that's when you're killing everything, right? You got to just get out of that. Just one move and go. If the shot's there, take it. If it's not, get off the ball and just keep moving around. So we know they need to play better, and they both have the potential to play better. But how does the defense get better? Reinforcements. (laughs) Essentially, reinforcements, right? Um, well, for one, you got to play your better defenders more and play your, war- your your bad defenders less. So that might mean less minutes for Clay, and that might mean less minutes for Poole unless they're bringing the offense that they're supposed to bring. Um, that might mean more minutes for Lamb um, and more minutes for Dante, more minutes for Kaminga. Um, and it's, it's really unfortunate that Kaminga couldn't play today because it's another body that you could put on Devin Booker. Yeah, but, I said that tonight. I said we really could have used Kaminga tonight. People were like, he wouldn't have helped. I'm like, I beg to differ. He would have helped. He would have helped. People don't give Kaminga his credit. Like, when he's used correctly, 
he's a really impactful player, right? People try to say last year, oh, his his on-off was bad, or whatever the case may be. If you look at his net rating when he was on the court, he was a positive, right? It was a very slight positive. And in comparison to the team net rating, it was a negative. But his personal minutes, they were winning those minutes, right? They just weren't winning at the same rate as when he wasn't on the court. Um, and we've seen from the jump last year, he's a hell of a point of attack defender. He's a top 99 percentile athlete in the NBA. He's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, strong, long arms. And he gets to stay in front of people and he plays hard. So, like, that's another weapon you can use against other teams especially teams with um, ball-dominant scorers like Devin Booker, you know, or at least a guy like Campaign. Just be like, bro, just don't get – don't let Campaign score. Like, that's your role right now. Campaign is out here frying everybody. He sucks. Like, and he's frying us. Like, that. that's just the crazy thing to me. Like, even the guys that aren't good are cooking us, and that's just the, the most disappointing thing. He doesn't suck. But relative to, like, guys that should be scoring – there's no way you're giving up 15 points in a quarter to campaign. Like, come on. Like, that's, that's just terrible to me. Who else was cooking us? Kevin Herter was cooking us in a pick and roll like he's fucking De'Aaron Fox. Like, yeah. that can't happen. That cannot happen. So, reinforcements. That can come in the form of a trade. Um, You know, there's a bunch of names being thrown out. Like, obviously, the, oh, obvious, the, the main ones is Pirtle. Vanderbilt, those are two big names that people want. I do think both of those would instantly make this team way better on defense, way better in terms of just a veteran presence and has playoff implications as well. Vanderbilt's a good all-around defender that you can put at the point of attack. He's also a good rebounder, um, just plays super hard. And Perto is one of the best rim protectors in the league. He's a good drop big, uh, and he just fits the Warriors' system, right? Who's the centerpiece for that trade? Wiseman, right? Yeah, salary-wise, it would have to be Wiseman. I think Kaminga's salary matches Vanderbilt, but I don't want to give Kaminga up in the trade, so I would just give Wiseman up and just see if they can absorb that extra $6 million in salary in Utah um, or potentially throw in one of the rookies uh, just to match even more salary. Uh, but Rollins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Rollins they don't really need anyone. I'm willing to start with. I, I, I think PBJ. I know, I know. We need to focus. He has on potential. That, he definitely has. I think he has potential. Yeah, I would. If I had to choose one, I would. I would pick PBJ. He has the size. Um, he just seems like more of a Warriors guy. Warriors guys are usually. He can shoot. He can do multiple things. He's a smart player, and he's a wing. So, typically, got to go with the wing over the. Um, guard in that sense but um yeah just got to bring somebody in like even if it's somebody like Kimrick Williams from OKC that just plays hard defends uh her PJ Washington's name used um it just, I think it has to be a front court player and it has to be somebody that defends uh, I'm not really sure how good the PJ Washington is on defense but they they need something right um what the hell is going on with Andre? Who knows? Thought he was supposed to come back to Cavs game. Yeah. Uh, so you already know how I feel <laughs> about Andre. Like, <laughs> this is why I, you know, like, I, I love him to be there for purposes of, like, basically being another coach and that veteran voice. I just prefer, like, pay him a salary to do that. And, like, that's not on the roster and get an able body. Because, like, what were they going to do if he said no, right? Because it was his choice. 
They would have had to have gotten someone. Like, who were they going to get? I just, whatever. We don't have the answers now. And I am tired and I want to go to my bed. So <laughs> our next yeah. game is our next game. Don't y'all love how we talk like we're on the team? The next game is versus the Knicks. That's on Friday. Short turnaround. But let's see. We should try to see if we can get someone on for the next episode. That might be hard because it's the late game, but we'll see. Cause we need to get some answers. We need to get some answers about what the Warriors will potentially be doing. So I don't know. Any final thoughts, Justin? Steph is a top five player of all time. It's pretty obvious. It's it's sad that this is going how it's going. Hopefully they can turn it around because it should be they a can legitimately season for him. It should, it, it should be an easy MVP for him. He's the best player on the planet. It, it, it's just sad. It's just sad. Effortless, pretty much effortless 50 tonight in a loss. Um, yeah, they should be ashamed of themselves. That's really all I got I'm to so say. I'm so annoyed. Like, I, I don't – this is not what I wanted the first episode of Golden Spaces to be like. I get it that – you guys aren't new to me and Justin. We've recorded before under all that, but like I wanted this to be happiness and like, yes, all right, things are turning around. We're on the right track, and that's not what it is. So <sighs> we'll see. Maybe next game will be more promising. But like I said, Justin and I are gonna try to get you some answers for the next episode. We're just reacting right now to what we saw tonight. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I wanted to turn the game off. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. I wasn't even in the mood. (laughs) Listen, guys, thanks for tuning in with us for this first episode. We hope you enjoyed. More to come. Um, Take care. Until next time, again, make sure you subscribe. Golden Spaces Pod, available on any um, podcast platform. And follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, Golden Spaces. All right? Take care.